the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and re- men and women to gain control of their lives again. Hey, guys. Um, welcome, folks. I'm so glad to have you with our radio show tonight. We're going to be speaking about comforting the poor. That's the title of the show tonight. And um, we're glad to have you with us on this wonderful night. Hey, Ed and Blaine, welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Hope everything's good for you guys. Good to be here. Good. Yep. Good. I hope that God put a lot of good scriptures on your heart about this message tonight i just want to know um any encouragement for the folks out there about um, what happened last week with uh, the homeless out there yeah i wanted to I, I couldn't wait to share john i i could not wait to share um last week you were opening it up about scripture uh, we read a scripture and um not only folks were the, when the homeless and the people are around us, when, when God's word's being read, they are absolutely silent. Yes. They are so respectful. But um, I, you, I, guess, I think you guys all remember the couple that was walking by, and it seemed like the, the message <laughs> yeah. went from the scripture to a um, yes. kind of like a, a gospel message. And they, yeah. they came in and just stood there and listened. Blaine, you were given the message, and they were going to watch their son play baseball. Yeah. And they heard you speaking about the Lord. And that gentleman was like a magnet. He just went right up onto you. And the, his wife kind of stood back for a second, was kind of looking at him like, what are you doing? We're supposed to be going to the game. <laughs> yeah. And then she came up. But that was great. You know, and praise God. Um, it was just beautiful um, just reading God's word. And then we know that. God's word will not return null and void. God's word was out there. Folks that weren't even planning on being there heard a message, and I believe it was for them. Uh, we asked them for prayer. We all got in a big circle and prayed for them. So oh, yeah. praise our God. It was just beautiful. Um, anyone and any anyone that comes around us and, and they're going to hear God's word, we want to love them up. And uh, that was just a, it was something that really touched my heart from last week. You and, know it. Yes. And you know, um, Promenade out there at the park there too. They um, they were very captive. You know, we didn't have to really ask for help. They came running up and was grabbing the tables and helping us set up and that. And man, when um, you were getting given the scripture reading again, and they were focused. They were dead silent. They were listening and they mm-hmm. were taking it in. And a, again, another sign of the Holy Spirit just grabbing a hold of their hearts mm-hmm. and just listening. Um, we had a few women break down and came up and was asking prayer and the Holy Spirit touched them and and it was just a 
you know, I kept calling the women over. I kept saying, come on over here. We got women over here. Do you need prayer? And, and they were just grasping. That was another good day. That was uh, yeah. just a lot of people being helped, but the Holy Spirit was just a moving. Yeah, a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer at both places. Uh, I know you guys were off with that couple, but there were about three, I think about three people that were all in front of the tables. I went through and asked them if they needed prayer, and, man, every one of them turned around and wanted prayer. When I got over at the promenade, it was the same thing. And uh, so there was uh, there was a lot of people that were looking for prayer Saturday. Yeah, you know, it's just such a blessing to see. Uh, just It's a blessing just to see and pray with them and just to give them hope. I mean, you can, you know, I say this over and over again. The hope is not in their eyes. They have it none. They've been beat up so bad out there. And from everything that goes on from you can name it it probably happens out there and just to see them get that little spark of hope and then get that and you know and and for them blink yeah i just wanted to say um it was ginormous um you know it you, you don't need to be pastors folks we, we're just all a bunch of wretched sinners in love with jesus but watching the women that serve in our group they were praying man they were praying with all their heart they were praying in the spirit um, watching, as, as you said, John, as, as women were coming up, John was just saying, hey, we need some of you gals over here to, to pray for the women. And, you know, it was, it, you said it's such a blessing, and it is. It's a ginormous blessing to watch the crew that God's put together using their gifts, loving up folks, and just seeing a lot of those women praying over women last week was really a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And I love the way you, what you said to the audience, you don't need to be a pastor to do it. I mean, it, it, I have people out there that were so shy, and now they are out there just praying for people, yeah. and they're just opened up, and, and, and they get the joy. You, The joy of it is also comforting one other uh, a helping uh, person who really needs the help, and the other is letting the God take control. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's what it's about. And I like the title tonight. It's called Comforting the Poor, and that's what we're called to do. Um, Jesus talked a lot about it. Also, um, you know, Isaiah brought it up a few times in his his um, throughout his scriptures. And it just was really throughout the Bible. Even God was a commandment that they help the poor. It was back in um, I can't remember if it was in Deuteronomy. I believe it was what it was there and that they would save up for one year and help the poor. And they would give so much. Um, You know, we also see it with um, Ruth. You yes. they left the corners of yeah, the fields. That, that, was, that was one of the things that was in the law, was you had to leave uh, part of your crops for the homeless to come in, or not the homeless, but the poor to come in and, and uh, glean the crops. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it was law. Today, it's the Spirit that leads us into doing that. Amen. You know, I just wondered if, if that was still... Um, in law to this day, how many would be blessed and helped out there? There wouldn't probably be any really um, as bad as what it is now, you know. So, okay, guys, let's get into the word tonight. Um, I'm going to start it off as um, um, Isaiah 58:10, and it says this: "Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. <clears throat> then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon." I love this verse because it does tell you to help the hungry and help those in trouble. Um, I, you know, I wrote, I wrote down, um, this, is what God, this is what I wrote down. God cares deeply for the poor, and he commands his people to care for them. 
by serving the poor, we are serving God himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I can back that up out of Proverbs nineteen seventeen, And I'm going to go ahead and read that. And it says, if you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord and he will repay you. Uh, I can't, you can't make it any clearer than that, Um, you know. So I looked up the definition of poor, you know, the dictionary, and this is what it had to say. It says, have little money, unproductive, inadequate, insignificant, or unfortunate. Now, I started thinking about that, and we're seeing a lot of new faces out there, folks, out on the street. And you know what? There's a lot of people that are living paycheck by paycheck. I heard on the news the other day that it said that if you don't have income of $73,000, you're considered in the low end, in, 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 in pay-wise. So $73,000 a year don't, is, seems like it doesn't seem like it's a lot, but it is a lot. And there's a mm, lot of people yeah. who are living that paycheck by paycheck. And, you know, it just takes a certain tragedy hit. And we've seen that during the pandemic. There's a lot of people who lost their homes in that time, too. So, um, so you know, that's why I started on saying the unfortunate, because um, there is some out there, folks, that they did bring this on themselves, but there's a lot that um, if you really listen to them and understand what they went through and what happened to them, you would really change your mind on that. And then um, I went to Matthew, <clears throat> I love this one, Matthew 7, 7 12, verse 12 says, do to others whatever what says do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is essential of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Again, you know, God's referring back to Deuteronomy and you know and helping the poor and the needy. Um, I really do think that it's our job folks out there that to, to help them. I'm not saying that we got to give them. I want to say this in the right way to say we're there to give them a hand up and that's all we can do but you know what i'm i'm, I'm really um and i don't know I, I i think that way because i have a heart for the poor and the needy out there I, you know i hear a lot i've seen a lot um i know a lot out there you folks don't see them but sides seeing them on the side of the road or holding signs or whatever but when you get to really work with them and you really start to talk to them and you start to find out what reasons why they got out on the street you start to understand it changes your heart and yeah yes yeah you know you you mentioned that uh, we're there to give them a hand up and we help people do a lot of different things but we expect them to do their part we can tell them where to go and what and who to talk to and those things but they are re- they're ex- we expect them to go do it. Yes. In other words, we're not doing everything for them. We're just giving them direction and uh, support. A- absolutely. And I love the way you say that. We're there to give them a hand up. Like we say that, a hand up. But that is like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. We don't We don't go and say, we hold them by the hand and say, okay, this is what you got to do. We give them the list that we got to do. We give them the context, what they do. And we, I'll even make the, start making the calls. But they have the obligation of being there when they have to be there and yeah. doing the paperwork and that. We will help them. If they need a ride or something like that or if they need a little help, we will help that way. But um, so um, that's what we mean by giving them a hands up. Right. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and I got over here on Second Corinthians. Um, it says that, you know, I wrote down here, Christ became poor so we can become rich. 
and I and I got that in nine. Um, excuse me, Second Corinthians nine eight nine, and it says here, you know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for his sake he became poor, so that by his poverty he can make you rich. You know we are rich by the Lord and by his grace. I thank him all the time. It's grace. It's not by works. And if it was by works, I would be a flunky every day of my life pretty mm-hmm. much. You know, it's, it's um, you know, the perfection is, are we really perfect, you know, perfect? You know, if you look at it through God's eyes, what he sees us through Christ being in our lives, and he sees Christ, then we're perfect. But as us, now nah, there's only one perfect, and that was Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, okay, and I got one more here to say, guys, and we're, I'll shoot it over to you. It says, as um, I wrote down, it says in Isaiah 61, as Christ comfort us, we should comfort the poor. And in Isaiah 61, I love what it says. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. And for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me out to comfort the broken heart and to proclaim that the captives will be released and the prisoners will be free. And that is so true. I'm so glad that God did that because you know what? It makes me very humble. I can, can't tell you how many times I thank God that I have a shower. I have a place to stay. I have a home. I have, you know, I have comfort and security in my place. And these poor people out there have it really rough. And so... God can use you, and you can be used in um, really wonderful ways. And God will only not only show you how He can, how you can help others, but you know what? He'll show you something that you've never seen of Christ before. Ed, I'm going to shoot it over to you. Okay. Well, I'm going to be in Psalm 107 this evening. It, uh, I picked 107 because it lists about everything that uh, helps people get have comfort. Uh, I'm going to start in 107, uh, verse 2. It says, has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. For he has gathered the exiles from lands, uh, from many lands, from east, west, and from north and south. Some wandered in the wilderness, lost and homeless, hungry and thirsty, and they nearly died. Now that's kind of the people that we're dealing with, the lost and the homeless, and they are wandering around, and uh, for them it's wilderness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they are hungry and they are thirsty. But here's the answer, verse six: Lord, help! They cried in their trouble, and He rescued from the distress. He led them straight to a safe, straight to safety, to a city where they could live. Let them praise the Lord for His great love and for the wonderful things He has done for them. For He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. So. When you're talking about uh, comforting them, knowing that there's food and water and and those kinds of things available, but you got to seek the Lord. I, uh, if you seek the Lord, He's going to provide. We should never have anybody starve to death because God provides the food. Now, when I say no. I'm talking about just in a normal living, not if they're a captive in some. A lot of these countries uh, have slaves, and they do terrible things to them. But just the homeless should never worry about starving because God will provide. And that's one of the reasons we're out there. 
And uh, then to go on, it says, verse 10 says, Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, imprisoned in iron chains of misery. Now, the word misery there, uh, it can also be translated into uh, uh, depression. And when I read this, that was what I got out of this. People sat in darkness and gloom in depression. And it says... Um, and then it goes on in verse 13, says, Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He led them from darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains, for he broke down the prison gates of bronze and cut their bars of iron. So this captive being captivated or being a captive of depression, God will come in and take care of, and break down the bars, break down the prison you're in, and, and release, uh, release you from that uh, um, that depression that you're in. Um, now <clears throat> he also goes in verse 18. It says they couldn't stand. He's talking here about a, a group of people, but he said they couldn't stand the thought of food, and they were knocking on death's doors. In other words, they're sick, they're ill. And then in verse 19, it says, Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from the distress. He sent out his word and healed them, snatched them from the door of death. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Um, and, and then it goes on uh, even to the, to the uh, I, I, not exactly sure why he added this in there because it, it's uh, it's something different. But it says, some went off to sea in ships plying the trade routes of the world. They too observed the Lord's power in action. His impressive work was deep set. And then it tells they went through a storm. And then down in verse 28 it says, Lord help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He calmed the storm in a whisper and stilled the waves. What a blessing. <clears throat> What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he's done for them. So <clears throat> it, this covers just about every, as, every aspect of life. And when, when I'm out there praying for people, the one and two things I do, one is I try to tell them before I pray that, you know, call in the name of the Lord. What a powerful name it is. Mm-hmm. And... And uh, when you're in trouble, when you're feeling down and out, call on the name of the Lord and let him come and, and bring you out of this uh, uh, depression or let him take care of your problems. And then when I pray, that's all, something I always try to include in my prayer as well, to remind them to call on the name of the Lord. And like I say, I like the 107 because it takes all the different pieces of life and it says all you do is you holler, help, Lord. And God, God will help in some way. Sometimes we have to be a little patient, but God will help. And that's his promise. Amen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Blaine, what do you got over there? Well, I, I love the roundabout that uh, Pastor Ed has there. It did. You know, it did cover a lot of ground. That yeah. covered mm-hmm. a lot of ground. And uh, I know that's going to, that's good. What I call it, you guys, is coaching. You know, we get to teach. Some of us get to preach. We get to just learn. But when we see folks out there, we're really coached on. It's like, yes. call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of Jesus. Um, there's no greater n- name. We know that, folks. Well, you guys, I ha- I'm going to be in the Old Testament myself. I'm going to be in Deuteronomy. 
I'm going to be in chapter 15, verse 7, and I'm going to go 7 and 8. So here we go. This is this is pretty instructive, you guys. This is not Blaine Nurse's words. This is in the Word of God. I just gave the address, and it says, If there is among you a poor man of your brethren with any, within any of the gates in your land which the Lord your God is giving you, mm-hmm. you shall not harden your heart nor shut your hand from your poor brother, but you shall open your hand wide to him and willingly lend him sufficient for his need, whatever he needs. You know, you know that's God's word, you guys. That's that's God's word giving us instruction. It's coaching us that, and you know, we're, we're talking about comforting the poor. If there's a poor man out there, um, let's let's see what we can do. Amen. And I am you, you guys. You guys get to hear it all the time. We're very blessed to be part of this ministry, the relationships we get to see. And that's my next scripture. I'm going to go to Psalm 41. I'm going to be reading 1 through 3. And it says this, Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of the enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness you will you will sustain him on his sick bed so you know what you guys i mean god's word's telling us let's get out there let's let's if we have a poor man within the city gates um what can we do we're all called to do different things but what can we do ask in the name of the lord as you just said Mm -hmm. pastor ed um, and it says, folks, that we will be blessed. I don't know about you. I'm kind of like a spoiled child over here. I love being blessed. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like pour it out. Pour it out. I know there's there's many trials in my life, but those trials turn into blessings because our God's so good. And uh, so, you know, I, I hope that uh, shares a little bit with you guys. Hopefully that ministers to your heart. It does ours. You know, Blaine, <laughs> you hit the you. That was the one I was looking for. I knew it was in Deuteronomy, and it was in verse 4. And it said, there should be no poor among you, for the Lord your God will greatly bless you in the land he has given you as a special possession. So if you help the poor and you start helping the poor and doing that, that's the, that was the covenant that I was talking about. Uh, it's funny how you yeah. brought that up. And <laughs> When I you said, were saying that, I thought, is. man, that's about right exactly where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, so, so, and that yeah. is it. And you, you can see what the Lord does. When you bless um, when you bless others and like the, you know, like Ruth was when she was out there, look at her life. Yeah. She was out there on the corner of the field grabbing hearts and who who recognized her you know and and man oh man her whole life changed so so it's it's so it's great yeah no i uh, and that's what i wanted to share right now you guys um this is very very personal to my heart is if when we feed the hungry and when we do an act of kindness, all three of us and many of our audience, you have seen salvation. You've seen people touched by God from an act of kindness, giving them food, and they want to know who our Lord is. Why do we want to share? And I just want to share this last verse. It said, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion, compassion for them because they were weary and, and they were scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Jesus fed the hungry. And uh, we've seen, I have seen people come to know Jesus Christ just by giving them food and being a brother and, and showing them some love and kindness. Amen. You know, it reminds me of that movie, um, One Act of Random Kindness. 
will actually be the arc. And that's what he was saying. I can't remember the name of that show right offhand, but but that's what it is. It's, it's an act of kindness. It's an act of helping others. You know what? It makes you humble, folks. When you start helping others, because we all have a bad... I know sometimes I got to fight within myself sometimes, you know, not to let pride or any of that come into my heart or any of that, you know. But if you're very humble and you help people, it gives us a different point of view in life and what it really is. Kind of the way that we operate out there is... You know, if you go to somebody that's hungry and start trying to preach Christ, they're not interested because they're hungry. They're focused on the food. But when you get a little food in them, you get some clothes on them, now their needs are taken care of, and they're open to hear what we have to say. And that's kind of why we operate the way we do. Take care of their needs, and then they're open to hear the Word of God. You know, um, I forgot to share this with the folks. Last week, we were just getting ready to uh, leave, and I was over there, and I seen this young woman, this woman over there. Yeah. And, I, and you know, I just felt that God told me to go over there, and I did, and I asked her. And I said, hey, can I give you a little prayer? And she said, please. And she and I said, yeah, you know, uh, and, you know, it was just one of those things that you listen to God. And I asked her, have you, you know, do you want to rededicate your life to the Lord? She said, absolutely. I need him. And you know what? That was one of being obedient and doing it. She was filled. She, we helped her the best we can. We're working with her. But, you know, it just just little things like that. We so we we get salvations out there quite a bit, folks. You'd be very, very surprised how many people turn their life over to the Lord. You know, it's getting closing time, guys. I'm going to give a shout out to our sponsors. I just want to give um, Goodwill Ann and Kim. Hey, thank you for helping us uh, clothe the homeless out there. I want to give um, Javier. Hey, Javier. Hope you're you and your family are doing good. Thank you for so much for helping us feed the homeless. And also, I'd like to give a shout-out to Steve Forsythe. Hey, Steve, thank you for helping us with the homeless. And also Skyline, Tim and Jeremy. Hey, guys, thank you. We appreciate you helping us. Hey, folks, I'd like to give Ed. Ed, Ed would you like to give him out your number? Yeah. If you've got any questions or you want prayer, give me a call at 619-252-0060. Again, 619-252-0060. And if you like to help us with the homeless and um, you like to help us, uh, you can go to cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org and you can um, help us that way if you would like. And um, we really appreciate you. Folks, I hope this has enriched your life tonight and bless. Uh, I hope that God will bless you. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.